right. Well, hey, welcome everybody to a special shelter in place interview to help all of you solve some of the most pressing issues that we're facing here in Kalamazoo. We're going to talk today about what you're supposed to do if you can't pay your mortgage. And we're with the Kalamazoo Neighborhood Housing Services uh, team here. We've got uh, Matt Lager, Matt, Executive Director. There he is. We've got Dan Drake, who's actually not on camera, but he's here, Dan. Hello. And Sonia Roseman, who's the Home Ownership Center Director. Now, uh, if you have any questions for the group here, please make sure that you put them in the, the comment section here. Uh, so that we can go ahead and answer them as we go. But this is a great opportunity for everybody to just ask some good questions. There's a lot of stuff going on right now with the shelter in place. There's a lot of people who are out of work and a lot of people are really concerned about what they're supposed to do in this situation. So I'm going to start off with, uh, with Matt here, the executive director. Matt, can you tell us a little bit about really what is KNHS and what do you do in the community? Yeah, absolutely. So KNHS Home Ownership Services has been in Kalamazoo for 38 years now. Uh, we, we focus on home ownership. So whether someone wants to purchase their first house, knows that they have credit challenges, or just doesn't know the process, we, Sonia, offers education and coaching uh, that helps someone cross the finish line to purchase their house. Um, we do that as a HUD certified housing counseling agency. And that's a special type of agency in the industry. So HUD has a, a best practices and standards that they set out. So we have to meet all those standards. When we meet all those standards, HUD refers people that have certain challenges with housing to us. One of those challenges is foreclosure. So um, Dan Drake, who's not pictured, but is on the call, uh, has been our foreclosure counselor for seven, eight, Dan, you could probably remember the number of years better than me. Uh, years. Nine years, 11 months, and seven days. <laughs> okay. I knew you'd remember. <laughs> so, so what that means is Dan has been doing foreclosure counseling for, for a significant amount of time. And he did it during the last foreclosure crisis we had. Now we're looking at this time and hoping we don't end up with a foreclosure crisis. But what we do know is that right now, a lot of people are suddenly finding themselves unemployed. And what that means is a lot of people that are unemployed are not gonna have money to pay their bills right out the gate. And if they're waiting for unemployment to come in, their question is, what do I do? This is my house. I've got to pay this mortgage, but I don't have the money. And, you know, Dan is keeping up on what's going on and what the servicers are saying. And I think he sort of boiled it down to the advice he wants everyone to hear. So I think that's what I, I think, Dan, if you could share what you're telling people to do right now, that might be most helpful for us. Yeah. So first of all, um, with the CARES Act, that federal program, I think there's a lot of hope out there for when we can dig ourselves out of this. Um, I'm gonna give you just three simple steps to take. Um, so if you find yourself unemployed or financial difficulties because of the COVID-19 virus, step one, call your mortgage servicer and ask for forbearance. 
you do need to talk to them directly, but it's a very simple thing to do. They just need to verify that it's you, that you're requesting the forbearance. So what they'll do is they'll give you an initial three-month forbearance, and then there's another three months after that if you need that. Now, forbearance does not mean forgiveness. You must repay those payments that you missed. The difference is they won't charge you late fees and they won't report it to the credit bureau. So it gives you some time and some space to figure out what's going on. So that's step one. Step two, unemployment. I think Matt mentioned that. It's difficult to get through, but I think if you keep trying, and especially I'm told if that's after 8 o'clock at night or before 8 in the morning, you get on the website, you'll have more luck. But you need to know how much your unemployment benefit's going to be. And that's for step three, which is your budget. And I think Sony will go into that a little bit here. But so you, you put your budget together, figure out how much money you've got coming in. Um, and then you can go back to the forbearance thing. So ask for the forbearance. But I would suggest that if you have enough money to make your payments, that you go ahead and do that. Um, we can maybe, you know, probably be some questions later on, you know, the how abouts and what ifs. But um, Again, if you can afford to make those payments, go ahead and do that. Um, and then you'll be all set when you're able to go back to work and resume life as normal. So those are my three steps. Call your servicer, get your unemployment, and figure out your budget. Awesome. It's oh, go ahead, Sonia. I was just going to turn it over to you. Okay, okay. And so, you know, just as um, Dan said, that budget or that cash flow plan is any if anybody's taking my financial management class, you know, I like the word financial plan or cash flow plan because budgeting can sound so scary at times. Um, but because of what we're going through the shelter in place. Call your servicer, get your unemployment and figure out your budget. Awesome. <laughs> Okay, that's a little bit of feedback there. Yeah, so, I don't quite know what happened there, but I keep going. I think you should. Okay, and so um, and so during this quarantine time, we we know and we understand that this is probably posing some financial or some strain to your financial situation, and so creating that cash flow plan is of the most importance. You might feel like you know you're out of control with managing this cash flow plan is really going to help you take control. Um, and manage your finances as those things are coming through. We know we're in a unique situation. Um, you might have um, fluctuation with your income, not sure what that looks like, changes with expenses. And so that plan is going to really help you manage those ebbs and flows that you're experiencing now. And so there are a few um, budgeting apps that are available to you. Mint, Every Dollar, Money Squad, these are user-friendly apps that you can download on your phone that's going to be very accessible to you. If you are with a financial institution, a bank or a credit union, we encourage you to reach out to them because they will have um, uh, budgeting apps on their digital platform, your digital banking plat platform. So if you already have a relationship with your bank, reach out to them to see what type of budgeting support that they could provide for you. If you're anything like me, I am a hard paper, hard copy, pencil and paper, jotting things down. I need to touch and feel things. And as my life is changing day to day, my financial situations are changing every day because our cash flow plan is, is a living document. And so I like that hard copy. If you're anything like me and you need some type of resource, a hard copy, 
we can provide that to you. If you just shoot us an email, we'll make sure to make that available. Along with creating a budget, CANHS is very aware and understanding of the challenges you might be facing in creating that. And so we are um, providing a financial management class, specifically focusing on COVID and the challenges that you're facing, just providing best practices on how to develop that budget or that cash flow plan with these unique situations. So if you need support with that, if you're interested, please reach out to us so that we can provide more information about that as well. We're here to help. Our doors might be closed, but our, our staff's working remotely. And so we, if you have any questions or need support in creating that plan or getting more information about what's going on, uh, please, please reach out to us. What is the best way for them to reach out to you guys? So we can, you could call us at 269-385-2916 uh, or contact us by email, which is info, I-N-F-O, at knh.org. Uh, Beth just came through and asked the question, uh, how do I register for the class? That's a great question. So you could either give us a call or shoot us an email. Email might be best. Um, and so if you provide that information, we'll make sure to give you the in, that information and get you registered for the class. Uh, do you know the dates of the class? Yes, we're actually looking at May 4th, May 4th or 5th, it's a Monday. Oh my goodness. <laughs> <laughs> that will be May 4th, yes. And so that, Sonia, I think Sonia and her team sat back and said, what, what could we take out of the usual classes we do, put together in just a brief class that people can do on the video conference or Facebook Live or, or whatever works for us, and get that information out there so that people that are thinking about this topic now yes. have someone to ask questions to. Yes, so info at knhs.org, we can put you on the list and you'll get the notices about those classes Sonia's doing. Or if you have real specific questions for Sonia or Dan, this is my situation right now. I don't know what to do. Mm -hmm. We can handle those questions too. We, we wanna be there to help for housing issues. Absolutely. Well, what are you hearing? Uh, this is something that I think, you know, in order for people to relate a little bit more to what's going on, because I think a lot of people are just feeling pretty hopeless, right? They don't really know even where to begin. They have analysis paralysis, right? They're just stuck. What are you hearing in the community right now that our listeners and the, the viewers of this could maybe relate to a little bit more and figure out where they should go from there? Yeah. Let me tell you about three things that I've heard in the past week and a half, really, about where we are with foreclosure. Um, let me do the local level first. At the local level, there's a crisis response team that a lot of the nonprofits participate on. What they're looking at is the call volume that the different nonprofits are receiving. So Griffin Place is our local 211 hotline. So there's a number for everyone, 211. If you have an issue and you just don't know who to call, call 211. Griffin Place is an amazing nonprofit at connecting people with their available resources. What they're saying is that the call volume around the issue of foreclosure has gone way up. Hmm. So people are calling and saying, what do I do? I can't pay my mortgage. I, I, no one's answering my, what do I do? Um, so we know that that's happening locally. 
On the state level, um, Sonia is on a group, I think it's every Wednesday morning. Every Wednesday morning. Of all the home ownership center directors at places across the state, every Wednesday they're sharing what they're hearing in their local communities and how much their call volume has gone up. So across the state of Michigan, we have been hit. Um, the people are calling worrying about their housing. And then at the national level, I was on a real interesting call last week with the three largest loan servicers. Uh, so I think that was Aquin, Wells Fargo, and Mr. Cooper. And so these sort of set the stage about how many of the loan servicers act. And they said, they said what Dan said. They said, call us, call your loan servicer. Loan servicer is the person that you send your check to every month. It's not the bank you made, made your loan with, it's the person you send your check to. Call them. If you've had the COVID-19 slowdown, shutdown, loss of income, any situation from that, they will give you that three-month forbearance. You'll skip your payments for three months. But just like Dan says, those payments aren't forgiven, so they're saying the same thing. What's interesting is each of them now have a different approach. One of them said, I'm going to try to, we'll try to balloon. So at the end of your three months, you may owe part of that or all of that, depending on what your money looks like. One said, our policy is going to be to try to put those at the back end of your mortgage. So you won't have to think about those now. Um, and then at the end of that three month period, they all said the same thing. We will have talked to you in those three months. We'll know more about what's going on with you and we'll have presented different options to you. So just like Dan said, that first step is the key essential step. Call your loan servicer. Now, um, Dan, could I turn it back over to you? As a foreclosure counselor, um, I know you've had experience with issues where you facilitated conversations between borrowers and their loan servicer. Can you talk about what your role in that could be? Yeah, so if they're getting information that doesn't seem to fit their particular situation, they can talk with me so we can see if there are other options out there. Um, and, and, you know, sometimes servicers make mistakes or the information that the borrower presents is not accurate, so we can kind of go over that. Um, I think one of the encouraging things about this versus 2010 is the approach that they've taken with forbearance. So everybody qualifies all that. They don't have to go through all the paperwork. They get three months initially to see where they're gonna land with, in, you know, with income. They need another three months, they've got that. Again, very little paperwork. In 2010, you had to submit a 35, 40 uh, page um, form and documents and all that. It had to be reviewed, input and all that. So I'm encouraged by the, the call that you were talking about, Matt, and also the fact that this is sort of paperless at this point in time, and it gives everybody a chance to get their their feet under them and figure out where they're going. Sony, do you have anything you want to add there? Yes, and the one thing that I want to say that I one kind of tooting our horn a little bit with KNHS and what we're able to provide. I think a lot of people are just scared. Mm -hmm. There's a lot of unknown. They don't, you know, they're hearing all the information. They're not sure where to turn. 
you know, they think they have an understanding, but yet they don't know. And still they got this financial thing going on. They've got things to take care of, but they don't know where to go. And so, um, so we really want to encourage, we're here to provide that support. Um, Dan is here to, who's had that experience. He knows how to talk to the loan servicers. You do not have to do this by yourself. We're here to provide that support. We're here to provide the service that you need so you don't have to walk this out by yourself. So, um, so I know people are scared. This is a scary time. We're, you know, we're not sure what's, what's going on many times from day to day. And so when it comes to your home and foreclosure, budgeting, anything to do with your specific situation, we're here. We're here to help. Are there any sort of uh, specific questions that they should be prepared for? Uh, I know that uh, trying to get through to banks or lenders right now is really difficult. Uh, you know, a lot of time you have to push one for a callback. Um, let, let's talk about that. Are there, is there anything that they should be prepared for before they pick up the phone to make sure that they're, they can utilize their time more effectively and answer the questions that the lenders are going to ask them? Yeah, so here's the thing that's encouraging. Um, you're getting through to them is going to be an issue. Um, a lot of them do have that callback feature, which can be beneficial. So they do have to talk with you, and they're going to ask you a couple simple questions. Have you been affected by the, um, by the virus situation? If yes, um, then basically you give them your name, your address, your uh, mortgage account number, and, you, and you're done. So it's wow. very Maybe just have your last statement in front of you and you got all the information. Yeah. What happens if somebody's already behind, guys? I mean, you know, this has been going on. I, I, my mortgage payment got taken out April 1st, like clockwork, right? Uh, what, what happens if I missed that? Uh, did I, do I still have options? You do, actually. They will allow even if you've been behind some of them are in what's called a trial modification they'll look at that and see what's most beneficial to you so you don't have to be current to uh, take part in the program okay uh, that's that's really really good news I, I think everybody can agree that that's uh, important um, when it comes to taking this crisis and really turning it into uh, you know, something positive uh, on the back end. Um, the classes that you're talking about, I, I'm, I'm assuming that they're going to be done virtually. Uh, you guys, in, not in these, these times of uh, shelter in place, you have a location. Would you mind talking a little bit about how people can engage with you, uh, you know, after we're able to have life go back to normal, at least as normal as it's going to be? As a normal, right, right. So right now we're providing all of our classes, um, financial management and home buyer education, because we still have those who are interested in like, okay, we're going to take advantage of taking the classes and the education so that we could be better, so that we could be ready when all this ends to be able to purchase a home. And so we're providing those classes right now through Zoom. And so they will call, contact our office, register for those classes. We get you signed up for those. To meet with a coach, we're talking to um, all of our participants via phone. Um, for those who are interested, we'll even do one-on-one -on -one Zoom as well. So we're open and flexible to meet um, our participants' needs, whatever fits them, you know, in, in regards to not being able to, you know, being mindful of the social distancing and the 
shelter in place. So, um, so Zoom and by phone are ways that we are communicating and providing that support. Yeah, so we don't want anyone to have to wait until the shelter in place orders are over. Right. We can't wait until they're over so that if you've started your classes, you can come in and maybe we'll be shaking hands mm -hmm. after that. Right. Maybe not, maybe that'll go away. Right. <laughs> but, but there's, please call or 385-2916 or info at knhs.org. Just say your interest, you, you got a foreclosure issue or yes. I wanna start classes because this has made me realize that I'd, re I'd like to have my arms around my money situation better. Yeah, absolutely. I'm gonna play devil's advocate here for a moment, if you guys don't mind, because uh, all over the news, everybody's talking about how these program, the CARE Act, uh, Paycheck Protection Program, a lot of, they're out of money. Does that apply here? It, it doesn't right now. Okay. Now, um, I think as long as what we're looking at is uh, an event that lasts a couple months, few months for us, and then people sort of start to move back to work. Now, we don't, we don't know what that'll look like, right? None of us can predict that. Um, if that happens, I believe that this forbearance solution will really go a long ways to making sure we don't have the housing problems we had 10 years ago. Um, if we go much longer than that, it becomes a financial problem that's complicated for the loan servicers and for the investors that it's too complicated for me to fully understand it but from the articles I've read. If it goes too long, there might be further problems. But I feel like in the mortgage world right now, this solution is as easy as, as Dan is, is laying out. Call your loan servicer. Okay. The solution they want to give you is a good one. Okay. Now, I'm, I'm going to continue on this trend of uh, asking uh, questions that might not be the easiest to answer, but uh, there's some seedy people out there. You know, they look at these opportunities or these crises and try to take advantage of, of people that are uh, struggling at all. There are some scams out there. Have you guys heard of any of them? And what can our listeners and our watchers uh, especially pay attention to? Uh, if you hear a specific thing, then that's totally a scam. Would you mind helping everybody with that? Yeah, let me tell you what I think we learned from the last time there were just a ton of foreclosures and foreclosure information floating around. It's a time when homeowners, the borrower, is feeling stressed out. And people that take advantage of people, scammers, use that opportunity because they know you're stressed out, your brain is in panic mode, it's not thinking clearly, you're looking for help, and they prey upon that mental state. So it can. what we saw last time was as simple as someone getting your bank routing number and taking money out of accounts. I mean, just the information that they do in the email phishing scams from Nigerian princes, it's someone trying to get that same information from you, maybe by email, maybe by phone, you know. Um, just be careful, know who you're giving that to. Um, anyone that has a right to that, you, you probably already have a relationship with that person. Um, if not, make sure it's someone you can trust, a trusted nonprofit. Um, a, a, when you call your bank, your, your real banker, not someone that says they're a banker, you know. 
And then this, the type of scams, the more exotic, elaborate scams that we saw last time, I haven't heard about these happening yet, but these are situations where someone develops a relationship with a homeowner that's in trouble and they present a series of acts that have to be done as a solution. And the whole, the whole confusing scenario that they set out in these elaborate scams is usually to get someone to deed their house over to them. So they deed their house to the scammer and this is the only way that they claim that they can save your house for you. And by this point, the homeowner trusts them. And so they deed their house over and then they can either take more money out of that house or end up with that house. And you know, once you've deeded it over, it can be hard to unring that bell. So this is a time um, as you're stressed out about that, that other people may try to take advantage of it. So just be very sure of yourself when you're talking to people that if they're saying something that's too good to be true, it is. And if they're asking for information that you don't feel comfortable giving, don't give it to them. Are banks and mortgage companies proactively calling people? Dan, I don't know. Have you heard about that? Well, there was some discussion. I don't know if it was that same um, meeting that we had. Some of them are thinking about trying to do that, sending out mailings, um, which would probably be the way they would do it, uh, making sure that's available to them, the forbearance program is available to them, as well as noting the, the HUD counseling agencies that are available for them. So I think that's how they're approaching it right now. Well, the onus for that question is um, if you get a call from a banker, right, uh, or a, a person who's providing you with some sort of solution, that should raise some concerns in your mind because that's not the norm. Yeah, yeah I would think so. Unless you're on that system where instead of holding, they're going to call you back in an hour and a half. Other than that, yeah, I would be concerned that they're going to call you directly. Does it matter if you have applied for unemployment or not? Uh, Dan, when you were talking about those three steps, the forbearance of three months, unemployment benefits, and budgeting, um, is, does that help your case or does it not matter at this point? It doesn't matter at this point. It just means that you're, you have less and less time for the forbearance um, in place. So okay. I would suggest you try to get the un unemployment going as soon as you can. Okay. Now, you also talked about 211, which is Griffin Place, um, the crisis response team. Would you mind just telling, I'm not having you pitch Griffin Place or anything, but uh, I mean, they're an amazing organization. They're and great. if there's some things that they might be able to help people with, would you mind talking a little bit about that, Matt? Anybody? Yeah. Um, I haven't been on uh, some of those calls. I think that Beth in our office, who's not on the phone with us, is, has been on those. So what she has relayed back to the team is that they have had calls about housing. They have had calls about both the rental and the mortgage side. They're certainly experiencing, this is a stressful time for people. This is a time when people that were happily employed are finding themselves feeling really scared. And so they do have sort of the mental health helpline too and can connect people to those services. Mm -hmm. I think we can't forget at this time the level of anxiety that mm -hmm. this can cause for people. And 211 can be a great resource for connecting you there. Um, 
food is also an issue. Um, in Kalamazoo, we, we have great food distribution agencies, loaves and fishes, the church systems that do that. Um, senior services is still doing its meals on wheels. Um, Southwest Michigan um, Food Bank is very active here right now. Um, but if someone's having trouble with food, call. You, there's, there's someone that wants to distribute it to you. 211 can be the connector. This is just another great example of how strong we are here in Kalamazoo to really truly help those people uh, that we live with. It's our community and we might as well do our best to help. Last question for me, and then I'll see if there's anything else coming through on the feed, is um, what about renters, right? I mean, I, I know that you guys are more for the home ownership side, but there are a lot of people in our community who currently rent who are experiencing some of the same problems. Uh, can you direct them somewhere too? I think 211 is a great resource. Um, we don't know as much about this. Um, it, it's not central to what we do, but we try to keep up. So we do know that no evictions are occurring right now. The courts are not processing evic evictions. So it gives a little bit of breathing room. Um, uh, but again, just like with your mortgage servicer, the person you have to call in that case in addition to 211 and finding the nonprofit resources, is, um, is your landlord. Talk to your landlord. What we have always found is that open communication with a lender or a landlord mm -hmm. is more likely to result in good outcomes for all parties than if you bury your head in the sand and do the thing that many of us is instinctually do in a crisis. We, we ostrich up, we bury our heads. We don't wanna face it, it's too much. Um, reach out to your landlord and then um, both 211 and the other great partners in the nonprofit world that have been doing so much work right now are United Way and the Kalamazoo Community Foundation. Um, I might start with the United Way on that because they have been trying to connect rental resources to people. So what I'm hearing is there are a lot of wonderful resources out there. There are a lot of people who are very, very interested in helping our community. And uh, would you guys mind sharing your contact information once again? Uh, do you guys, uh, uh, outside of that, do you have any other means of communication besides email and phone? Facebook message works. Um, uh, our, uh, does the website have a message system? It might be down right now. Um, but so the info at knhs.org will come into Rashida and Rashida will send that to whoever in, in, on the team is necessary. Um, and if you call 385-2916, um, we've got that main number set up so it forwards to Rashida and Rashida will, has a ton of resources herself and if there's a question that she needs help from Dan or Sonia or whoever with, she'll make that connection happen. So 385-2916 or info at knhs.org. Well, Executive Director Matt Lager, Foreclosure Counselor Dan Drake, and Home Ownership Center Director Sonia Roseman. Guys, thank you very, very much for everything that you do for our, organi or for our community uh, with your organization. Uh, please, everybody, reach out to those contact pieces to make sure that you take advantage of the great resources that are available to you to help it so that you can stay in your home. 
you can uh, get some budgeting stuff taken care of so that uh, even after this crisis is over, you'll have the great opportunity to uh, stay in your home and, and maybe even save up some stuff that you might want, right? Uh, when everything yeah. gets back to normal, like just going out and hugging somebody or shaking somebody's hand, which personally is what I'm looking forward to, but that's okay. So guys, thank you very much. Uh, Kalamazoo Neighborhood Housing Services were our guests today on this special uh, uh, shelter in place uh, public media event. So thanks guys very, very much. Thanks Matt. And thanks Public Media yeah. Network for, for putting this information out there better than we could. That's great. Yeah. Yes. Awesome. Thank you. Thanks, guys. All right. Thank thanks. you.